In today's show, we're looking across the NBA at all of the injury news. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. This episode is brought to you by PrizePix. Check out prizepix.com and use the promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We're going to talk injuries. It's going to be way more about injuries now than about COVID because there's really no COVID cases going on in the NBA, which is great news. But there are injuries, as always. Let's talk about them. Let's go to Atlanta at first. Two injuries, two pretty significant ones. Um, Clint Capella dealing with an ankle problem. He has missed the last five games. He is doubtful for Wednesday's game. Onyeka Okongwu is the option there. He has been since Capella went down, even though there were some shaky games in there. And we just hold Okongwu until Capella comes back. I would probably hold Okongwu until at least that first game that Capella plays, because he might be limited there, and you might get a 24-24 minute split. But after that, I think Capella's going to go back and play 28 or 29. Okongwu's going to play 19 or 20, and then his value is going to drop off. Bogdan Bogdanovich is dealing with a knee problem. It's the same knee that he missed a bunch of time with last season. This is a worry. He's missed two games. He is also doubtful for Wednesday. Of course, with Cam Reddish traded and Kevin Knox being terrible, that boosts the value for DeAndre Hunter and Kevin Herter, making both of them 12-team league guys with a real boost in their value while Bogdanovich is out. I think when Bogdan returns, it's probably going to make them all more fringy guys rather than must roster. But for now, Hunter and Herter are big beneficiaries from Bogdanovich being out, and they're the guys that we can take a look at. For the Boston Celtics... Um, Rob Williams missed last game for personal reasons. He had a kid, uh, so he looks like he'll be back. He's listed probable for Wednesday's game. Even with Williams out last game, Al Horford played only 25 minutes. That's a really bad sign for his future value, I think. Um, and, you know, obviously Rob coming back is going to hurt Grant Williams' value. Marcus Smart still out. He had that issue um, with his uh, thigh, and then he got into COVID protocols. He's missed the last three due to COVID. He might be back Wednesday, if not Friday. Of course, we're just streaming in Dennis Schroeder until Smart returns, and then we're going to drop Schroeder when Smart is back, you know, or a game after that. But Marcus will return there. While Aaron Neesmith has appeared on the injury report as questionable with an ankle problem. He came out of nowhere to play 19 minutes last game after being a literal DMP the game before that. Um, I don't expect him to be playing too much of a part in this uh, rotation for the Celtics. The Nets injury list is a lot larger. Smoking Joe Harris. We're probably another week away from him returning. I don't see him as a must-roster 12-team league player. I see him as a guy that can help you out with threes. Maybe he scores a bit. Is he going to be a guy that just blows up his usage because Kevin Durant's out, which we'll talk about in a second? I don't think so. I don't think he's that high-usage player. But he can be helpful for threes, of course. Um, Durant's out with that MCL. Yeah, they said four to six weeks. I'm saying six to eight. Uh, so we're talking yeah, middle of middle to end of February. Yeah, probably end of February, start of March, most likely for Durant. 
that makes it really tough for him. That's probably coming back around the start of fantasy playoffs. Of course, he's an elite player, but they will go pretty easy on him, I would imagine, when he comes back with some limits for the first week and some back-to-backs being set out. They don't have to push him, um, and that's not great. Kessler Edwards replacing him. He's a worthy enough 12-team streamer. I wouldn't say that he's 100% a must roster guy, but he is the guy that I would add over a Cam Thomas there. Uh, Nicky Claxton dealing with a hamstring injury. It's been Dayron Sharp who's been starting in place of him. Do they go like a few other teams with a three-center Claxton-Aldridge-Sharp rotation? Uh, It worries me a bit. Claxton was a 12-team league guy, and I still would bank on him being a back-end guy for now, but I'm not completely sold on that. DeAndre Bembry is uh, dealing with back spasms. He missed last game. He's just that bit part player. Maybe he has an impact on Kessler Edwards' minutes. That's a possibility. James Johnson uh, out with an illness. He's not a guy that I really care for too much. Same with Paul Millsap in terms of what their roles are going to be. I think they're going to be small to non-existent. The Charlotte Hornets, we had whatever was going on with LaMelo Ball last game. He is probable. Well, he's actually off the injury report with that illness. So he should be ready to go on Wednesday. While Kelly Oubre has missed four straight due to COVID protocols, he is listed as questionable. And that means that if Oubre plays, the Hornets are healthy. So what does his role look like? Is he a a 24-minute-a-night player, Oubre? I think this is going to make Oubre and Martin and Washington and McDaniels, none of them must roster 12-team league guys. The guy you would want out of that group is Oubre. But even then, it's still just a fringy sort of a player who can be rostered, but benefits when someone goes out versus a team that's fully healthy. Let's look at the Chicago Bulls, another team with a pretty big injury list. Zach Levine's dealing with knee soreness. Now, I've put the soreness there in quotation marks because it was a bit weird. Like, you don't really get knee soreness from an acute issue, which seemed to happen with Levine. He went up, jumped, landed funny, and then now he's out for a week with soreness. They're not saying there's any specific injury, but I'm a little bit skeptical of that diagnosis. I don't know what it means exactly, but he's out for the rest of this week. Lonzo Ball is out on Wednesday again with knee soreness. Now, I think that's legit. He's had some knee problems in his past. That'll make it three straight for Lonzo. So this means that the value for Kobe White and Ayo Sumnu does bump up. But in saying that, Alex Caruso looks like he's returning on Wednesday. So Caruso's 25 to 30 minutes are going to be cut into, or they're going to cut into White and Desumnu's playing time. Now, Desumnu's played 40 and 38 minutes the last two games. So he's got a little bit to, to lop off there. And he still can be a 30-minute-a-night guy and maybe a 12-team league player while Ball and Levine are out. But there is going to be a change there with Caruso returning. Javante Green's probably a week or so away from coming back from his groin injury. He's another player to put into that mix to impact guys like uh, White and Desumnu. Uh, Derek Jones Jr. probably two, three weeks away from him returning with that knee injury. Tyler Cook with an ankle. And Patrick Williams, I don't think he's playing in the regular season at all. Maybe he returns for the playoffs, but that'd, uh, that would probably be it. I wouldn't expect him to come back before that. But what I would expect is for you to try Price Picks. Because Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. And for a limited time, PricePix has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all Locked On listeners. You get 50 bucks for free if a player in your first PricePix entry scores a single point. But you must use the code NBA. That's right, an exclusive offer for Locked On fans who use the code NBA. PricePix has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. They have every player, not just the guys playing the high minutes. And what you do is you get two to five players, pick individual player prop projections, go over-under, smoosh them together, and you can get up to 10 times your entry fee. Price Picks also allows mixed sport entries. So use that award-winning app, download it. The entries are fast, they're safe, and the withdrawals are safe and fast and easy as well. 
Go to pricepicks.com today or go to your app store and download the app. All users that deposit and use the promo code NBA will get $50 free if your first price picks entry scores a single point. That's right. All users that deposit and use the promo code NBA will get 50 bucks free if your first price picks entry scores a single point. Price picks is daily fantasy made easy. Let's go to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Only a couple of injuries they've got apart from the season enders. We're looking at Lamar Stevens, who missed last game with knee soreness. He was starting. Isaac Okoro took that spot back, and Isaac Okoro will keep that spot, and Stevens will go down to a sub-20-minute role. He's questionable for Wednesday. Well, Rajon Rondo, after playing three games in his Cleveland career, has missed the last four and will miss again on Friday with hamstring soreness. The dude's 38 years of age. He's got hamstring soreness. It is a terrible sign. Of course, we're not having Rajon Rondo in 12-team leagues. Maybe you'd have him in a 14-team league, but with persistent hamstring problems and the return of a Coro now, I don't really see that having any value. The proliferation of knee soreness around the league continues with Dallas having both Muxy Kleber and Reggie Bullock questionable due to knee soreness. Kleber left last game with knee soreness. Bullock didn't play in last game with knee soreness. With Bullock out, they gave those minutes to Josh Green. He's doing okay in his role. Um, with Kleber, they were starting him next to Porzingis. Do they go back to Powell and Porzingis, or does Kleber get another chance to be a starter? But with KP back, I don't feel a huge amount of trust in Kleber to be a 12-team league guy. In fact, I feel no trust in him being a 12-team league guy, so leave him for deeper formats. But nothing long-term there, so that's good. The Nuggets. Austin Rivers dealing with an illness the last two games, and that has coincided with the big stiffy Bones Highland playing 30-plus. Rivers was getting a lot of minutes. I would personally just give all those minutes to Highland anyway. But whether the Dr. Michael Malone does that remains to be seen. So when Rivers comes back, he's questionable for Wednesday. It'll be, I would imagine, some impact on Highland. I don't mind streaming in Bones and seeing where it goes, but I would expect that 37 and 33 minutes he's played the last two games to come down a little bit. Jermichael Green dealing with COVID. He's out again on Wednesday, so that bumps a little bit of the value for Jeff Green and for Zeke Naji, but it's not you know numbers that we need to look at for 12-team leagues. Jamal Murray in the ACL, we still don't have any sort of real time frame, and I wouldn't expect him back before March. Um, Bol Bol, who was traded to Detroit, then failed a physical, and then Michael Malone said, well, according to us, he's healthy. He will now be out 6 to 12 weeks with a foot fracture in a the opposite foot to the one he had the issue with in college. So the doctor, him and his stethoscope and his big white coat and his glasses and his clipboard, the doctor strikes again with his diagnosis of a healthy Bol Bol. He's so healthy that he won't play probably again this season. So shout out to your mate, the doctor, Michael Malone. Um, Blacko Chanchar, he's out with that foot injury. I don't expect Chanchar to play again this season with that uh, fractured foot. On to the Detroit Pistons. Kelly Lennox return. It's not coming today, Tuesday. Um, it could come Wednesday. If not, I would think almost definitely Friday, Elenic returns, and I'd be grabbing him just to see what happens here with this with this team. There's still you know, Stewart and Lyles, and then Jeremy Grant is going to return maybe in a week or so. Well, at least in a week for Grant. He might be back in, in the next week, around 25th, 28th of January maybe for Jez. But Elenic's worth a grab. You know, Grant, obviously, now, if he is still on your wire, you grab him now. Frank Jackson's dealing with um, the return from COVID protocols. He is out for conditioning on Tuesday. He is not a 12 or 14 team league player, though. While Isaiah Livers still remains out with foot soreness. And Chris Smith looks like he could be returning soon, Smitty, into the G League, at least. With his ACL, he's not going to have any impact in the NBA. But it looks like he will be able to make his G League debut soon. Draymond Green is out for the next two weeks, at least. Um, 
I probably wouldn't expect him back until February, reevaluated in two weeks. They changed the injury designation to say calf or from calf to say back issue. That's obviously more troublesome. So Green is going to be reevaluated into. I wouldn't expect him back to February and maybe All Star break. With him out, we're seeing Otto Porter. We're seeing John Kaminga get boosts. But remember also, in those last two games, Gary Payton hasn't hasn't played. And Payton was actually the starter when he got hurt. Payton is probable to return Tuesday with a back issue. And if they do go back to Payton, we'll know that really soon to see if they start him. The impact on Kaminga and Porter's minutes still remains to be seen. Porter's worth... I'd rather have Porter than Kaminga in a 12-team league personally, but I understand the appeal in Kaminga whose minutes have gone up. Now, those two games have been blowouts, a 42-point win and a 20-point loss, and that has helped Kaminga's production. And if Peyton comes back, it is another player that can impact it. Andre Iguodala is questionable with a hip issue. Yeah, he's only a deeper league stream option anyway. Well, Jimmy Wiseman, Blunty, he's still out. That's a good question because we haven't we hadn't heard where he'd been for a long time and we finally got an update because the Warriors the sneaky bastards they told us oh by the way back in December the guy had another surgery we didn't tell you then but we're going to tell you now that was a bit of a setback like thanks thanks for the lack of information um yeah Wiseman's not contributing to 12 team fantasy leagues this year is he coming back in January I would highly doubt that uh, maybe he's back in February do they actually need him to play big minutes no yeah, he can play the uh, 15 minutes that Nemanja Bielitsa is playing, no problem. But I don't think that he is a um, long-term solution that they're going to get big production out of, and you should, you, you definitely should not be stashing him in 12-team um, fantasy leagues. Let's go on to the next team, and it's a quick one. The Houston Rockets have no injuries. Cool. Let's go to the Indiana Pacers. They have a lot. The big news, of course, is Miles Turner with a stress reaction in his foot. Out at least two weeks, and then Woj you know, comes in from the top row and says, yeah, actually, maybe all-star break. Um, maybe trade deadline is when he's going to be out to. So that, that's a while. That's more than two weeks. That is, um, that, that's, yeah, what, three, four weeks? That's It's a while for Miles Turner. It's not great. He obviously had that toe issue at the end of last season. Um, last game, without Turner, we saw Goga play 25 minutes. We saw Brissett play 22 minutes. I don't think that we're going to get so much Bedadze and Sabonis crossover every game. Problem with my Gogomobile. Gogomobile. No, not the dark. Not the dark. But Goga has a very interesting fantasy game. Now, his field goal percentage has been terrible this year, but he does have an interesting fantasy game. Goga, we saw that last game with his blocks and hit some threes and scored well on 78% shooting, which is not real. But he did play well. He is Goga, I think, you know, worth a flyer. Like, I would prefer Goga, I think, over O'Shea Brissett, but it could very easily say, well, we're not going to start Tory Craig, we're going to start Brissett, and he's going to play 30 minutes. Brissett put up big numbers at the end of last season when a bunch of players were out, um, but he has not looked good, I don't think, this season really at all. I wouldn't be surprised if it is Brissett over Badadze. I think Badadze is the guy that I would grab and just to see what happens. I'm just not convinced, though, that the Pacers are looking at this Sabonis-Turner pairing and going, uh, well, the, the two center thing's not working. We need to change it. Uh, Turner's out, so our solution is to put another center in there. I, I don't think that is a realistic view of it. That's what they did last game, which really shocked me. And I, I do like Goga, so I would take a flyer. But I'm just not convinced he's going to be playing those 25 minutes every night. I know that I'm not adding Tory Craig. I'm also really worried about Malcolm Brogdon and his Achilles injury. He's played like one game in the last month, 17 minutes against the Celtics on the 12th of January. He just hasn't played. He's had Achilles soreness, COVID, Achilles soreness, 
He's out again. We don't know if he's going to play Wednesday. Um, I'm really worried. Their Cristowate, a good boost there with uh, Brogdon out. Holiday, a good boost with Brogdon out. They're going to start blokes like Sykes at times. They'll put Washington into the lineup. Um, <clears throat> if Brogdon can string three or four games together and I can get a top 60 player back, I reckon I'd do that trade immediately. Like, I'm just so worried about where this Achilles injury is headed and his inability to get it right at all. And the fact that the team's not very good, I'm very, very worried about where Brogdon sits this year. TJ Warren, we're over a year since he fractured his foot. Still no word on when he's returning. Find it hard to believe that he's going to be able to have a fantasy impact this season. Maybe he's back in February at this point. And then what's he going to do when he comes back? So I think stashing him is probably worthless. Jeremy Lamb is out with knee soreness and Timothy John McConnell dealing with a wrist issue. Um, you know, no point having McConnell, obviously, and Lamb is just a bit part player uh, on this squad. Let's go to the uh, the LA Clippers. I was going to say Indiana Pacers, but no. Let's go to the LA Clippers. We just got news as I'm recording this about Paul George, who'll be out at least a few more weeks. Um, the Clippers are still giving PG's elbow more time to heal. The plan continues to be to see how it responds to rest over the next few weeks. This, I don't think, uh, is good. I don't think this is good at all because they were giving him three to four weeks to rest the elbow to see what happened. And now we're at that period and they've gone, uh, yeah, we're just going to give it a little bit more time. So it's not responding. So that to me means they are still trying to hold out hope and delay surgery, but it's trending towards being bad. That's my read on it. I don't know that. For sure, that's just how I'm reading that, which literally in the news has just dropped as I'm recording this on Paul George and his and his elbow. But I am I am worried that this is not good news for George. Um, yeah, Luke Kennard could be returning soon from conditioning. He is going to bite into a little bit of what Amir Coffey's been doing, but Farmers Union has been playing really well and putting up some good numbers, and he should be on a 12-team league. Um, the doubt I have of that being able to continue is still real, but he's putting up some really, really strong performances at the moment. But there is going to be, there has to be, some sort of impact from um, from the return of Kennard, because he was getting like 30 minutes a night before he got COVID, and was playing pretty well, I thought, there. Kennard can be a 12-team league option. I, I wouldn't be rushing to grab him. Um, I would have coffee over Kennard. But, yeah, there is a possibility that in the end, it's just man, it's Batum, it's coffee, it's Bledsoe, it's Canard, and they all just eat each other's uh, playing time and production and leave them all as stream and get lucky. Hope you get lucky on that one day when that player has the better game. But in terms of one of them being absolute must roster, I, I don't think it's there. Like coffee and Batum are the two that I prioritize ahead of Canard, ahead of man, ahead of Bledsoe. But that could easily swing, depending on how Ty Lue is feeling. Kawhi Leonard's ACL. Look, I'm not expecting Kawhi to have any impact in fantasy this season. And Jason Jason Preston, who we haven't seen this season. Preston. I like that guy. Preston! Yeah, he's still out with a foot injury. I would have liked to have seen a little bit from him. But yeah, we're not going to see too much of him this season. But what we are going to see is Built Bar. And you're going to see the effects of Built Bar on yourself. Because you are here in the new year. And I'm sure all of us want to lose some weight. Or put on some muscle. And Built Bar, two birds, one stone. You know that phrase? Built Bar is the delicious protein bar that doesn't taste like a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. But it is low in fat, low in sugar, low in carbs, low in calories, but high in flavor and high in the old DI. Deliciousness index. Cookies and cream, coconut, mint brownie, orange, strawberry, raspberry. So many delicious flavors. Special editions, SEs, getting thrown out there all the time on Built. So go to Built.com. 
check out the flavors. You're not going to be disappointed, but you're also not going to be disappointed because you get to use the code LOCK15. That saves you 15% off your order of Built Bar. So <clears throat> go to Built.com, make sure you get them and share it with your family. Otherwise, you're going to be excommunicated. Get those boxes, go to Built.com, use the code LOCK15. Built Bar is built different. Let's look at the Lakers. Um, another player who's had a setback in his recovery, and that is Kendrick Nunn, who has not played this season. So he was getting some pain, it appears, in uh, ramping up to return. I don't think that Kendrick Nunn <clears throat> is going to have much of an impact this season at all. Um, I don't think, A, he's very good. And I don't think, obviously, he's not healthy. And I just don't see that role of 30-plus minutes or 27 or 28 minutes coming for him on this Lakers team, who admittedly are struggling. But they have a lot of guards. And a lot of guards that you could argue are better than him. I just don't see it for none uh, to have an impact this season. Anthony Davis, we're maybe a week away from him returning. Maybe. Maybe he's back next week. That's a possibility. I would still expect Davis probably to be out for the rest of January, but it looks like he might be coming back a little bit earlier, which is great news. Of course, that does deflate the value of guys like Horton Tucker, if there was any value there to begin with, the value of Stanley Johnson, uh, even a little bit of the value of Malik Monk, because it just reduces the usage of Anthony Davis. Carmelo Anthony's missed now three straight with this back issue. Um, he should not be anywhere near 12-team leagues, by the way, and I know he is still rostered in far too many of them. And if you are one of those people rostering Carmelo Anthony... Um, I don't, you are, maybe you haven't taken away anything from this podcast all season. Um, and that's fine. You can have that uh, decision. I'll just disagree with it. On to the Memphis Grizzlies. Dylan Brooksy Brooks is still out with this ankle problem. He's going to be out for a few more weeks. They've been starting Zaire Williams, but sometimes it's Williams, sometimes it's Jones, sometimes it's Conchar. Apparently it's never DeAnthony Melton, but these guys are all sort of taking turns in taking that value away uh, or, or taking on Brooks's value and usage. Um, none of them making a case for being a 12-team must roster, nor is Kyle Anderson. Brandon Clark actually seems to be the biggest beneficiary somehow. Killian Tilly and Eve Pons are both still dealing with COVID. Tilly will be out on Wednesday. Pons might return, but he's not going to return to any playing time, so you don't need to worry too much about that. The Miami Heat. Kyle Lowry missed out a big opportunity to drop 50 points with 17 assists last game as it was a revenge game, but he was out for personal reasons. We hope everything's all right there. Maybe he's back on Monday, uh, Wednesday. We don't know. Markeith Morris is now dealing with conditioning to come back from his neck injury, so his return could be coming. Um, we'll see exactly where, where he ends up, um, whether he can get that, that level of um, playing time, which may have an impact in leagues. I highly Highly doubt that, but maybe it's possible. We haven't really heard anything about Victor Oladipo. Again, I do not think that Oladipo is going to impact fantasy leagues. I would not expect him back until February. And then he's got to get minutes away from Lowry or Hero or Butler or Robinson or Struess or Vincent or Martin. And you could say in his prime, he's better than a lot of those guys, but he's not in his prime. He's basically been injured for three straight years and looked terrible every time he's took, taken to the court after 17, 18. And I just don't, I don't think it's a worthy stash option. I, I just don't see him pushing into 30 minutes a night, getting the ball as much as he needs and being impactful defensively. I hope he proves me wrong. I don't think he will. Casey Okpala dealing with a wrist problem. Um, yeah, look, with this team healthy, he's not going to play uh, regardless. The Milwaukee Bucks, relatively healthy. The problem is two of their best players are hurt. Drew Holiday is dealing with his ankle soreness. There is some hope that he returns on Wednesday, but he has now missed five straight with his ankle soreness. He was playing at a super high level 
Hopefully, he's able to return. While Brook Lopez still dealing with the effects of back surgery, there is some hope that it's not a season-ending injury. I'm always skeptical about a back surgery, but maybe he's able to return. I would expect it wouldn't happen until towards the end of February if he does return. But we, uh, yeah, we're not stashing him. Of course, that that helps Bobby Portis. On to Minnesota. Jalen Noel is listed as probable with the ankle problem. I think he's been playing really, really well. Um, still only just like a 16-team sort of an option. While Jordy McLaughlin's in the COVID protocols, he has... The Pelicans, there's only one name on the list. It's a big one, and that's Zion Williamson. We haven't really had a recent Zion update. I don't expect Zion to return at all this month. I think maybe he can come back at the end of February, and I think holding him in an injured reserve slot is not worth it. He will come back. He'll play like 22 minutes a night. He'll sit out games through your fantasy playoffs, and while Zion's great... Like those sort of minutes and restrictions aren't going to be enough for you. I don't think he is worth holding, despite the fact that if he played this year, he could have been a top 20 player, I think. Um, he just hasn't played. He's still not playing. We don't know when he's playing. It's not worth it. On to the New York Knicks. They play today. Um, Cam Reddish still out with the ankle problem after the trade. Thibodeau said he's going to be out a while, but I don't know what that means. I actually don't know what his role is going to be. There's still, you know, he, again, he comes onto this team and replaces nobody. Because Knox wasn't playing, so how do you carve out 28 minutes for him? I think that's too many, and I don't think he's a 12-team league must-roster player. Nerlens Noel still dealing with this knee injury. He came back, he played one game, and he's out again. He's out again Tuesday. Impossible to roster him at this stage. While Kemba Walker is officially questionable for Tuesday. Will they start Kemba if he plays? Will he come off the bench? I still have completely no idea what the plan is with Kemba Walker. While Derek Rose is out for you know, weeks, if not months, with that ankle surgery. The Thunder only have a couple of blokes on their injury report. Uh, Kenrich Williams, the Oklahoma City mudflap, is dealing with COVID. He'll be out for a couple of games. His absence has given some you know, rise to more minutes for guys like Ty Jerome uh, and uh, Mamadi Diakiti, who's been getting the backup minutes over uh, Isaiah Roby. And actually, Derek Favors was a DMP last game as well, but there's no real value in these blokes. And Vic Krejci uh, dealing with an ankle issue. Again, not a player who's really playing at all. The Orlando Magic... The injury list is coming down, but there's still a lot of the old familiars there. Wendell Carter Jr. has now missed six straight games with his hamstring issue. That is obviously a concern. Wendell has had uh, injury concerns a lot in his past. Um, we hope that he is able to get back really soon because he had obviously been uh, impressive this season and one of the big surprises of the season, I think, to have played as well as he has. But we just don't know at this stage when he's returning. With him out, Mo Wagner has been playing well and been an interesting like 16-team league streamer. The other injuries, they're all the long-termers. Markel Fultz, when's he coming back? I don't know. They, they, they aren't telling us. And I don't think he's a stash player because I just don't think he's going to get enough minutes, especially you know, immediately. It might take a while. And then you've got Suggs and Anthony ahead of him. And then Harris is playing as well. So does Fultz come back and play 18 minutes a night? Probably. Is that enough for 12-team leagues? No. And then the Spectre, John Isaac, the penman, the author. When's he returning? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I just, I just don't know. And again, the guy who's been out for, honestly, getting really close to two years now with a torn ACL, when he comes back, surely the minutes will be monitored. Surely the games will be missed. And you know, does he play over Bumba, over Carter, over Wagner? I don't know where he plays. He will have an impact, but in the end, I think it's just going to mush everything together. I think Bumba loses the minutes. Wagner will be relatively stable. And then you play some Isaac there. But again, these guys that have been out this long with uncertain roles and uncertain restrictions and uncertain return timetables, despite that you know, John Isaac being 
a potential top 30 player if he's playing 32 a night. There's just no way of getting there. And, you know, you are holding through whatever this bullshit is until he comes back, which we just don't know when it is. It's really tough to suggest that. Michael Carter-Williams hasn't played all season. They've got four blokes who haven't played this year. Fultz, Isaac, Carter-Williams, and, and more. Each one more has just got like, ah, uh, his knee's sore. Why did they sign this guy? Why did they bring back Carter-Williams? A lot of this stuff doesn't make any sense. They're not impacting fantasy, though. For the Philadelphia 76ers, Matisse Thibel is out with a shoulder sprain. He's out for at least a week with that issue. Um, yeah, he's great for defensive stats. We know that, but roll can be up and down. Well, Danny Green is out with right hip pain, left hip pain, um, hamstring issues. Um, I think he had an ankle problem chucked in there as well. Back spasms, knee, con- knee contusion. Two hip issues, a knee contusion, and an ankle sprain. So yeah, everything's going great for Danny Green. Obviously, just a deeper league player. Shaky Milton's out for a few more weeks with that back issue. That has really screwed him up. He heard it on the 3rd of January. He's not going to be back until sometime in February. That obviously boosts the value of Tyrese Maxey and Furkan Korkmaz. Well, Ben Simmons, I don't know what he's doing. He's out there doing something. Um, he's not playing for Philadelphia again. Is he going to get traded? I would put the odds at about 30% personally. Uh, I'm not feeling particularly hopeful of him getting moved, but he is high enough value that with the three weeks left until the deadline, I would hold on to him, and then I would drop him after that. On to the Phoenix Suns. DeAndre Ayton dealing with an ankle problem. We don't expect that it's serious, but he heard it on Sunday. He missed Monday. There's a recovery time here until Thursday. Of course, if he is out, then Biombo and McGee look like the two guys. I still would prefer McGee over Biombo, but Biombo can have some value. Well, Abdul Nada. Um, yeah, that's. I don't think he's playing again for a while with his knee management. Well, Frank the Tank Kaminsky is going to be out for a long time with his knee surgery. On to the Portland Trailblazers. Damian Lillard had his abdominal surgery. I still don't think that he's coming back and impacting fantasy seasons this year, but maybe he does. Maybe he's back at some point mid-March, but that would be... You know, maybe he's back earlier. I really just don't think there's any need to rush him back. Um, Norman Powell, COVID conditioning. He could be returning as soon as Wednesday, and that's going to have a further impact on guys like, well, mainly on guys like Anthony Simons. Larry Nance has missed the last two weeks with knee soreness, knee inflammation. He's had plenty of knee problems in the past. Um, With him out, it has impacted Covington positively, and I don't think Nance gets that starting job straight back, and I don't think he's a 12-team league guy. Cody Zeller came back for a couple of games after his patella fracture, and he's out again with patella issues. Um, obviously not a fantasy guy. CJ Allaby dealing with an ankle problem at the moment and not someone we need to care too much about for fantasy. Sacramento, Ty Halliburton in the COVID protocols. He's going to be back probably next Tuesday or Wednesday, you would guess. With him out, Terrence Davis is the stream. He's the guy that's starting. It boosts the value of Bud Heald. And for deeper leagues, it boosts the value of Davio Mitchell. But remember last game for Mitchell, the value did boost because Fox got ejected as well. Marvin Bagley had played big minutes in good production the last two games and then hurt his shoulder. We don't know whether he's going to be right to go for Wednesday. I don't mind him as a stream option given that they were pumping those minutes into him. But I'm not completely convinced. I do like Chemezi Metu long-term more than Bagley. We'll have to see how that all goes. But there's a lot of trades happening, I think, in Sacramento. Tristan Thompson out with an illness. He's not going to play anyway. While Robert Woodard is dealing with COVID, and he's not going to play either. The Spurs injury report is pretty clean. It's just Trey Jones with COVID. He was getting some backup minutes. Um, That's cool. It doesn't really, you know, we're not getting impacted by that in fantasy at all. 
onto the Toronto Raptors. Scotty Barnes is dealing with some knee issues, but he played last game. Maybe there's more rests coming for him. Well, Gaz Trent, who we thought was going to play on Sunday, the January the 9th, and hasn't played since with his ankle problem. He's officially questionable for Wednesday. We'll see whether he's ready to go. If he returns, yeah, Precious and Boucher lose some playing time. And Champagne, who you know played 10 minutes last game, probably is the last guy in that rotation. Ken Birch is out for uh, 10 days or so for with, with uh, nose surgery on a fracture on his nose. He would not be a 12-team league guy, but of course his presence impacts the big sneeze and it impacts the wiki as well. Well, Goran Dragic is never playing for Toronto again. On to Utah, Hassan Whiteside and Jared Butler dealing with COVID protocols. Both of those guys have a chance to return on Wednesday. The only one that really matters there is Whiteside, but he's not a 12-team league player, of course, because Rudy Gobert is back. And for the Washington Wizards, they're healthy. No injuries. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Bit of a shorter injury show, which is great. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you're here on YouTube, give it a thumbs up and leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.